0: That's right.
1: Welcome to the All Basis Covered Podcast. We are joining you live today on a Monday. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, not really sports-related, man, uh, but some crazy shit went down at the Oscars last night. The uh, slap that was heard around the world. <laughs> yeah, the slap heard around Hollywood and the world, man. I, I can't believe it, dude. I, you know, what's, you know what's funny to me, though, Sam, is that it's like... Sixty forty out there as far as people, like, mad at, like, Chris Rock for the joke.
0: Like, I can't So, even... so listen, I mean, like, you know what I, my, my, I'll give you my my two cents on this. Not that it matters, you know. Will Smith really does not give a damn what I care about him. But I feel like I just lost a lot of respect for Will Smith. Because him being the role model that he is, the actor that he is, that pe- other young actors aspire to be, try to be like Will Smith. That's the thing. He's a little bit of like a Michael Jordan type in the industry. You know, People want to be Denzel Washington. People want to be Will Smith. And for him to be in that position that he was in and to abuse it the way that he abused it, that was probably the most, you know, um, uh, that, that was the biggest thing that, you know, to me, in my mind, I looked at it immediately. I was just like, dude, all my respect for you has gone literally down the shitter. Because, um, you know, you could have approached him, you know, man on man, uh, after the show. I'd be like, hey, listen, what the fuck? You know, and if you want to slap him off camera, great. Howard Stern brought up a great point. And, and, and Howard Stern was like, you know what? Uh, it, you know, it, it was Chris Rock that he went up and slapped. If it was yeah. Jason Momoa... I, you know, he would be like, "Thank you for acknowledging my wife." Ha ha, you know. No, or the rock. To be honest with you, or the rock, or the rock. exactly, exactly. So, I'm I'm going to continue for a second because I I, I feel strongly about it it's because I know people that are like, "Oh yeah, good good job for Will Smith and he did a great job and he was just absolutely fantastic." And and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, "No, you're just setting a bad example for anybody else that's trying to be like you," you know, and and, and you're just setting a bad example for Hollywood for your image for. What you portrayed, and you know what, to be honest with you, I'm not saying that alopecia should be looked down upon, but yo, you know what, you get, you get, uh, you know, you you get pissed off at a joke on leukemia, you know, or like a, a really serious disease. Alopecia is balding with like, you know, your son, my nephew, yeah. had alopecia when he was born. You know, yeah. we're not going around slapping people in the face over alopecia. Yep. Well,
1: sometimes it's, it's stress-related, but regardless, Chris Rock is a comedian, and, yeah. and I'm hearing a lot of people say, well, you know, you know, if Will Smith, you know, Will, someone disrespected Will Smith's wife, so he had to act. We're not talking about some jack-off at a bar. We're talking about a Hollywood show with a comedian up on
0: stage who is... With all the cameras in the world watching you.
1: With all the cameras in the world watching you, that's doing a job. And okay, maybe the joke didn't land. Fine. When you're a comedian, sometimes you're gonna say shit that's going, that's that's not gonna go over well. I watched those Comedy Central roasts, man. I watched those
0: roasts. They are atrocious. Some of them are atrocious, man.
1: Dude, but people made jokes. There was a comedian that made a joke at Justin Bieber's roast about Paul Walker uh, and, and him dying. Made a joke about it, and Ludacris was there. Okay, and Ludacris didn't looked like he thought it was funny, okay? Then you had at the roast, uh, I forget who it was for. I think it was Charlie Sheen. And Amy Schumer made a joke about Ryan Dunn and Steve-O was an attendant, And Steve-O definitely looked like he didn't find the joke very funny. They did not go up and slap or hit or confront those comedians. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it's a comedian's jo- job to push the envelope a little bit. It's a comedian's job to say certain things that make you uncomfortable. And the worst part of it is, Will Smith was laughing at the joke until...
0: Until he looked at his wife's face. Yep. Correct. You know, you know what's hilarious? Also, like Snoop Dogg, joke expense of Bill Cosby, you know? hmm You know, there's a lot of touchy-feely subjects people bring up that are in, in way more serious nature than a joke about G.I. Jane 2 and alopecia. So I mean, Will Smith was not about, justified in acting that way.
1: You don't even know if it was about alopecia. It could have just been that
0: the way she's looking, she
1: looked, looked kind of buff and, and the shaved head. G.I. Jane 2, fine. It wasn't like he made a direct joke about alopecia. Right, no, 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 I get it.
0: but so, so granted, you know, because he's so hyped up on the fact that she has alopecia and he's supporting her, right, um, Dude, come on, man. You're a man at the end of the day. Why can't you talk to him after the show and be like, listen, I didn't like what you said. And he, Chris would probably would have been like, I, I apologize. He's, everyone that knows Chris Rock says that he is a gentle person. You know, he doesn't, he's not out there to, to, to shame anybody, you know, on purpose. But you know what? Will Smith, shame on you because you know what? You had all these talk shows, and you brought your personal life out for the world to see on purpose. You did it for money. You sold your soul to the devil for, for fucking money. And now you got to handle it. Handle it. People have been making fun of his wife for, you know, uh, you know the funniest, the longest time since they've been coming out with all these, like, in, inside family, you know, things that's been going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And his wife fucked, like, a 24-year-old. Right,
0: time. so Rebel Wilson at some show was like, uh, um, oh, uh, this is, like, the, the happiest, uh, you know, Will Smith would probably be. Uh, unless, like, again, unless Jada was, like, with somebody, you know, when she stopped seeing her, her boyfriend, you know. And she was like, hey, I said it because he wasn't in attendance at that time, and I stick by it, you know.
1: Well, it's just I'll, sad. Chris Rock issued an apology to Will Smith first. He, uh, he had come out with a statement saying, you know, uh, I'm embarrassed that as a renowned comedian, I, you know, jokes are never meant to insult or in, intentionally hurt somebody They're supposed to make people laugh. So he came out. Then Will Smith apparently apologized to Chris Rock on Monday um, saying that he was out of line and that he was wrong and that I'm embarrassed of my actions and that his actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. So it sounds like they both apologized. Chris Rock said he wasn't going to press charges.
0: You know, fine. So Howard Stern, Howard Stern brought it up in the, in the funniest way. He's just like two things. First of all, a person that can't control his impulse. Knowing the stage that he's at shows a sign of mental illness. To be honest with you, that's number one. And number two, he's just like, press charges for what? Everyone saw it on live TV. No one needs anybody to press any charges. Press charges as f- for the actions that he did. It doesn't have to come from Chris Rock. He was not supposed to do that.
1: The Academy talked about booting him out, but not revoking his award. Which I think revoking his award would. That have been- would
0: have been the ultimate, like shame, like not shame, but like punishment for what you did.
1: Yeah, taking away his award and being like, listen. and he's only
0: Oscar, to my, mind you, right?
1: Yeah, his his first only and only
0: Oscar, right? Yeah,
1: I mean that, and then his lame, lame thing about, oh, I, you know, I, I, I'm a defender of my family, and I'm a vessel for love, or whatever the shit he was talking about. And I, I, we don't have the rights to the speech, so and we didn't put it up on the podcast. But man, I was just, I listened to it, I'm just like. It's, Get the fuck out of here, dude. I mean,
0: so much more is expected for someone in your position, man. You know, that's the truth of it. That's I, the bottomless truth.
1: And I'm gonna make this real uncomfortable for everybody and everybody listening. Uh, and so, if you have thoughts, please call in at five six three nine 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 thirty seven sixty one. Let me ask you a question now. If So we've we've heard from a lot of people, and a lot of people are defending Will Smith, and you see a lot of celebrities defending Will Smith's actions here. Say Matthew McConaughey, and Chris Rock made a joke at Matthew McConaughey's wife's expense. Let's say Matthew McConaughey's wife was dealing with alopecia, and Chris Rock made the expense uh, at Matthew McConaughey's wife's expense, and Matthew McConaughey slapped Chris Rock. Would there be any defenders for Matthew McConaughey?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. I I think, don't. I I don't. think few, maybe very few. But, like, I, I then again, so all of a sudden you're changing the dynamics of the whole equation right now. Unfortunately, no, really all bad. of a sudden, the media is going to pull in race, right?
1: They are. But at the same time, though, I, I think Matthew McConaughey is canceled today, Monday, as we speak, if Matthew McConaughey is the one that slaps Chris Rock. I don't think he is a single defender. Now, mind you, There's two things at play here. Both men were black, I think, is is one of the two things at play. And the other second thing is that Will Smith is enormously popular. So I also beg the question now, if it was another black actor who wasn't as popular as Will Smith, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. uh, You know, I'm trying to think of maybe an actor that doesn't have the popularity of Will Smith that's African-American. But if he slaps Chris Rock, I, I don't know if anybody's defending him either. But I can assure you, That if it was a white actor that slapped Chris Rock, that person is not getting the benefit of the doubt. That person is not having people stand up for him. That person is not saying that you know they're not getting the people saying, well, you know, he had to defend his wife. Chris Rock was out of line. I guarantee you that.
0: I would. No, no, I agree. I agree. No. So at at some point, that that same conversation is going to go from defending gender, female, male, defending female gender. To now a race-driven, you know, topic, right? Yeah. So obviously it's going to get out of control. But like, why? Why should any of this happen in the first place? Is my question. Doesn't everyone gets paid millions of f- fucking dollars? Everyone in that in those seats get they get paid buku money, and yet they can't control their actions. What? What's wrong with them? I would hire somebody to to constantly tell me to stop being a jackass if I was if I was that rich.
1: Although I will tell you something that I found funny about the incident
0: is they panned to,
1: they they showed it on Twitter, but they panned to a lot of the audiences. Most 90% of the audience was, uh, was shocked and appalled. Uh, But Ryan Gosling.
0: Someone said it. They thought it was staged at first.
1: Someone thought, yeah. And Ryan Gosling was sitting here snickering. And I think. A lot of people still think it's staged, but Charlamagne the God on The Breakfast Club brought up uh, – him and another his other co-host brought up why they don't feel like it was staged, and that is
0: – Because the uh, way he responded and how Chris responded back to him, right?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, Will Smith was audibly audibly screaming, keep my wife's
0: name out of your fucking
1: mouth. And then Chris Rock kind of stumbled through uh, – and I have to give Chris Rock a lot of credit for being a professional, but he kind of stumbled – through a little bit uh, on on the way to presenting the award, and so to me, I don't believe that it was staged. I I believe. I think was he was
0: staged. still in shock after, like you I know. I think he
1: was in shock, and I think uh, from what I'm from what I read on uh, Entertainment
0: Tonight's website
1: is that that joke wasn't part of the rehearsal
0: originally. So
1: when they did rehearsals, that joke wasn't in there, and it was
0: kind of like oh, so. It was probably a surprise to Will as well, but nonetheless, doesn't. It doesn't, you know, justify his actions. I'm, no. I'm just thinking, imagine if, like, Chris Rock, like, speared him, just tried to take him down, like, on yeah. Twitter into, like, a brouhaha. <laughs>
1: well, you know, we heard worse jokes, though. Ricky Gervais eviscerated. The last time he hosted the Oscars, Ricky Gervais eviscerated everybody in the room.
0: I think, I think the Oscars have just gotten, like, progressively worse over the years, you know?
1: Because nobody cares. Nobody cares about a bunch of rich
0: people accepting awards.
1: It's the Oscars. The reason nobody gives a shit...
0: Shaq and Steph Curry of... won, uh, won an award, by the way, FYI.
1: Okay. See, most of the time, the Oscars aren't in
0: tune with what's popular.
1: The, it's, it's Hollywood, elite, and Very it's...
0: Very art-driven, like, right?
1: Uh, yeah, we, we decide who's going to get what award. Like, I'm sorry, I watched King Richard. It wasn't that great of a movie. Will Smith was oaked, was pretty good in it. I've seen better Will Smith movies where he didn't win Yeah, Pursuit Oscar. of Happiness. Happiness. I think he should have won an award for Hitch.
0: Yeah, I I loved Hitch as well. Same thing. The thing is, I'm not going to cancel Will Smith. No. But like, I just don't agree with his behavior. That's all. You know. I, I wouldn't cancel the man either. I don't believe in canceling people. For- I'm still gonna. Yeah, me neither. I'm still gonna watch Independence Day and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't really give a shit. Right? But
1: I now I don't find him to be this jovial, lighthearted
0: dude. Now I kind of look. at I see him very differently. I agree. Yeah. I agree, and no matter That's what great. he does, he's just going to be seen a little differently moving forward. Yeah. You can try to play up that positive part of his personality, but this is like a permanent tattoo that you get that you really don't want. <laughs>
1: right. It's a it's a forever stain on his reputation,
0: especially at the lo- at like literally one of the largest stages for actors and actresses, right? Yeah, it's the, the yeah, it's the stage. Yeah. But here's the question: Is he going to get canceled? are people not going to pick him up for movies? Absolutely not. They're going to still take him for movies because they know they he's going to draw in crowds and whatever the case, right? Yeah. 100%. All
1: right. So now on to a little bit more lighthearted affair. Uh we we had some opportunities to kind of make fun of Will Smith. I think we did it a little bit, but we're going to we're going to press on now. Um we are unveiling our first ever wag bracket and if you don't know what wag is that means wife and girlfriend so these this is the hottest athlete wife and wife and girlfriend now i didn't do a full 64 because i feel like that would take forever so we did 16 here are our top 16 and the athlete doesn't have they met the girl while they were still playing it counts okay so Let's unveil our number one seeds for this. And and some people, they have different tastes. They're probably going to disagree with our number one seeds, and that's okay. But it's up on the Twitter poll, so we got our first matchups going on. But let's unveil the number one seeds. Our overall number one seed for the WAG bracket is Paulina Gretzky. If you don't know her, pull her up on Google. Google her right now. I suggest you do the same. If you don't know who these girls are, Google them. Paulina Gretzky, overall number one seed in the bracket. All right. You got her up? (laughs) Yep. The the next number one seed, Jesse James Decker. Next number one seed, Kate Upton. And our fourth and final number one seed, Miss Brooklyn Decker. That's the number one seed. How do you feel about our number one
0: seed, Sam? Uh, They're they're looking very, very good. (laughs) You know. What else can
1: I say? It sounds like a man that has his wife sitting next to him
0: for this bracket uh, unveil. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, to be honest with you, uh, what do you want me to tell you? They're all hot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, on. All right. So now we unveil the number two seeds. All right. Our number two seeds are Car- Camille Kostick, who is with Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Carrie Underwood is our next number two seed. Giselle Brady is our next one. And rounding out our two seeds is Carrie Washington, There who's married to Nande Asamoah, former Eagles and Raiders cornerback. All right. And now let's go to the three seeds. We have Lauren Cosgrove, Kendall Jenner, Elaine Alden, and Adriana Lima. And now...
0: My sleeper is Kerry Washington.
1: Okay, okay. Now our fourth and final seeds are Shakira, Rachel Bush.
0: Who's Shakira married to?
1: Huh?
0: Who's Shakira married to?
1: Shakira is not married but she's dating uh let's
0: see. Uh, uh, I think
1: Gerard Piquet, who is a famous uh footballer. Okay. Uh I think he plays for Portugal or Spain, sorry. Piquet plays uh for Barcelona and he's on the Spanish national team. Okay. Uh let's see, Rachel Bush, Shakira, Victoria Beckham, and Alicia Cuthbert round out our number four seed. Yeah,
0: Beckham, Victoria Beckham's getting kind of old,
1: getting a little up there. That's why she's on the number four seed line, I think. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's barely making the cut. I would, I would replace her with somebody else. Ah uh,
1: well, uh, we could, but the bracket's starting tonight, so we're just powering through with it. So we'll put it up okay. there. She out of the first round any number one seed due for an upset in the first round
0: Eric Decker's wife
1: who you have Eric Decker's wife right Jesse James Decker yeah yeah you think she's good you think Jesse James is losing to Rachel Bush in the first round no no oh wait that's the matchup
0: I thought I thought oh I didn't know how it was set up like okay yeah then no I don't know who's matched up with who
1: Paulina Gretzky and Shakira, okay? We easy, easy, Who for who? Paulina. Oh, okay. Jesse James Decker and Rachel Bush. Kate Upton, Victoria Beckham. Brooklyn Decker and Alyssa Cuthbert. We have Camille Kostek and Adriana Lima. Carrie Underwood and Elaine Alden. We have Carrie Washington and Lauren Cosgrove. Lauren Cosgrove married the hockey player TJ Oshie. Okay. We have Giselle Brady Brady and Kendall Jenner. And that's our bracket.
0: Yeah, dude, uh, you know what? I I you're gonna have to I'm gonna defer to you on that. Okay. Well, was,
1: our fans are gonna be picky ones. So
0: up on our Twitter
1: poll we currently have the first matchups that we have posted and on the Twitter poll it is let's see, Giselle versus Kendall Jenner, Colina Gretzky versus Shakira. Put some more on at the end of the podcast. Right now, Kendall Jenner is beating Giselle. There's only been two votes, but it's at 100% to nothing. So we'll see how that goes. And Pauline Negreski and Shakira currently with four votes is still 50-50. So, oh no, Pauline Negreski getting matched up with the name and Shakira might, might make her lose. We'll see. I'd be, possibly, possibly I'd be shocked. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That's it for segment one. I think uh, we, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see how this Wag bracket turns out. Uh, so I'm kind of curious. But, uh, all right, let's go on to March Madness updates and reviewing and previewing the Final Four, man. Uh, honestly, the Final Four, it is the bluest of blue bloods in the Final Four. Like, I, It's I, crazy,
0: bro, crazy.
1: Like I know we got an eight seed in there. North Carolina is an eight seed. How often is North Carolina really? But then
0: again, we spoke about this in our last show. Like, wh- like uh, we probably would have ranked North Carolina higher than an eight seed. You know?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But now you get that storyline of Coach K in the Final Four last season, going up against heated rival North Carolina,
0: and, and they, they lost. They lost their last game.
1: Yeah, they lost their last game, and then you got Villanova and Kansas. I I mean, I think, honestly, here's the thing, and, you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I have this opinion, that everybody loves the tournament and everybody loves an underdog upset until you get to the Elite Eight. Then people want to see the name programs. Nobody wanted to see St. Peter's in the Final Four.
0: No, I I, agree completely. I I don't think you
1: get, like, Loyola, Chicago – or St. Peter's, or some, you know.
0: No even like Marquette, right? Or,
1: or Yeah, or even like Marquette, but even Marquette's got at least a little bit of a name. But, like, yeah, but I, I get what you're saying, like, a Marquette, or, like, if, like, Rutgers made a run to the Final Four. Right. Or, like, if Texas Tech makes a run to the Final Four. No, nobody really cares. They want to see the UCLA, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Kansases, the Michigans, the uh, Michigan State, the Villanovas. Uh, you know these these type teams. So now we're gonna get a a monstrous national title game, regardless of who wins. I'm hoping Kansas wins because I still have a shot to win my bracket if
0: Kansas makes it to the national title game. In your in your uh, bracket, did you have Villanova picked?
1: Villanova. Uh, Villanova okay. was in my bracket along with was with my final
0: four along with Kansas, but.
1: I need Kansas to go on and win and win the national championship for me to have a shot at winning the bracket. But I was in ninth place until the Elite Eight. So I've made a uh, pretty storming comeback, I would say. But, um, you know, we we saw a couple good – really the Elite Eight games, to be honest with you, they weren't that good. They weren't particularly close. Villanova-Houston was a – Log Fest. It was a defensive battle. Villanova won the game. They, one of their best players got injured. They won the game fifty to forty-four. Duke beat Arkansas seventy-eight to sixty-nine. It wasn't a very close game. Uh, Kansas absolutely put it on Miami, winning by twenty-six. And North Carolina just beat the hell out of St. Peter's. That game wasn't really that close. I believe North Carolina was up nearly twenty points at halftime. So right.
0: Right. it was over before it really started
1: it really was and i just i will be honest with you man i it wasn't the sweet 16 was a lot more exciting yeah north carolina was up 38 to 19 at halftime and they won by 20 points so uh, the, the elite 8 uh it, it just it wasn't cl- they weren't close games so the elite 8 kind of lacked some drama that i'm hoping the final 4 kind of makes up for but uh, man uh, you know, we we it's been a great tournament to be honest with you. It's uh, the ratings are up for this. Um you had the stories like Saint Peter's making a run. Yeah, I too.
0: think I think Saint Peter's number fifteenth, like ranked fifteenth yeah. run kind of drew in a lot of eyes, you know, onto the onto the whole tournament, you know, this year.
1: It really did. And then if you look at some of the other like
0: teams in the Sweep sixteen,
1: you had the storylines, you know, Michigan uh, making a late run after what happened this season. Uh, you had Iowa State, an 11th seed in the Sweet 16. You had uh, then you had like big matchups. You had North Carolina and UCLA. You had uh, you know Duke and Texas Tech. You had Arizona and Houston. Like we just, there was a lot of good games. There's a lot of good upsets. It's been a good tournament. But now, now the fun begins with the Final Four, which will take place this Saturday and then the national championship will be played on Monday. Um, who, who are you picking here out of, out of the finals, uh, who Who's your winner?
0: I would really like to see North Carolina win it this year.
1: I wouldn't mind North Carolina winning. Um, I, I hope it's Kansas for my bracket's sake because then I get to win 150 bucks, which is a nice little bonus. Uh, but I, I'll be honest with you. I hate Duke. But seeing Coach K, who's always been a class act, go out on top, I think I, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. And Villanova, Villanova's going for their third national title in six years, which is crazy. They've become a powerhouse uh, in, uh, under Jay Wright. But, yeah, man, I, I, any to me, I'll be honest with you, any team winning, I don't have a team I'm actively rooting against. I think I would be satisfied. Right, with- exactly,
0: exactly. I'm not rooting against any team, but, like, because North Carolina is my, you know, that's my team. It's always been my team since I was a, a kid. Me so, too. And um, in, in Cincinnati,
1: the Bearcats for me have always been my two college basketball teams. Right. <laughs> but, so I hate Duke, but I
0: also have to, like, respect it for Coach K's matter, you know?
1: I'm guessing that North Carolina is your team uh, for the same reason that they're my
0: team, because that's where Michael Jordan went to school. That's correct. Okay. That's <laughs> awesome. Because when I became a fan of, of NBA basketball first, and then realized where these players played in college and then, you know, went back and watched stuff and, you know, educated myself. And, and, you know, that's what made me into a fan, right? Yeah. I liked Dean Smith's program. You know, I liked the whole thing. He had a long, long, uh, you know, coaching career. And then after him, it was... uh... Was it? Who was it? After him, they had... They
1: had Bill Guthridge, yeah. and he yeah. was there for a couple of years. He took the Anton Jameson teams to the Final Four but couldn't win right. a national title. Then I believe after him was Matt, Matt Doherty uh, after Bill Guthridge retired, right. and Matt Doherty wasn't a great success. And I think Roy Woods came after that, and then he had a lot right. of success leaving the North Carolina Tires. And Hubert Davis is there now. He played in North Carolina. He was an assistant there under Roy Williams for nine years. Uh it clearly North Carolina it took them the first, you know, three months of the season or so to kinda of round in the form. They had a lot of new players, new coaching. But they are playing at a top, top level right now. Entering the tournament, they were on fire and they they took down the yep. defending title Baylor Bears. They beat UCLA. So I they are playing We like- we
0: spoke about this, right? Momentum, right? Momentum going into the tournament is it's key in, in a long run.
1: One hundred percent. Even if you don't win your conference tournament, if you're playing lights out, even if you don't happen to win your conference tournament, you you're, you're usually primed for a deep run. Typically, not all the time, but usually primed for a big run. So, uh, congratulations to the four teams making it to the final four. Can't wait to watch on Saturday, uh, especially at North Carolina Duke. Game. And in fact, both games should be should be fantastic. All right, so moving on to some NBA basketball, man. Um,
0: Hey, NBA fantasy basketball. I'm in the finals.
1: Oh, hey, congratulations! I, I
0: snuck in. I, it was a uh, a four team finals. Four out of twelve make it into the uh, playoffs. Round one, I went up against a team that was like sixteen and three or something like that, and I'm ten and nine uh, go, going into the playoffs, and I pulled an upset. But I'm gonna no get my ass kicked from the finals.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't think Sam heard Stephen A. Smith chime in there real <laughs> quick, or maybe he did. <laughs> I didn't. Or he's just playing it cool like Chris Rock did last. <laughs> but uh, we had a little Steve I Stephen A. Smith there. I don't But uh, yeah, Mike, you know why I don't care? Because I'm jealous. I'm a bitter old man, and oh, uh, good. i good. Mean, no problem. You're probably what out of the playoffs, and you're following oh, yeah. in last place by like forty games, like forty games below five hundred. I think so. <laughs> My uh fantasy basketball acumen is not where it's at. So who who is leading your team real quick before we get on to our NBA talk? Sam, you there? Who's who's leading the who's leading the way for your team in the playoffs? Did I lose you? Sam. Oh well, I guess we lost Sam here for a minute. I don't I don't know what's happening. You're on mute if you're talking, Sam. I feel like I'm leading one of those bad Zoom calls at work. Um, all right, then. Uh, well, Sam, maybe the audio dropped a little bit. This is why it sucks when he's not here in studio live. But, you know, that's okay. We're going to power through. Um, We have the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, they are wallowing in 10th place right now. There are roughly eight games to go or so. Hold on one second here, guys. Sorry. Sam dropped. Oh, hold on, guys. Sorry about this. You gotta bring him back. Hey, see. can uh, you hear me? We can hear you. It's convenient that your call dropped after I've made fun of your fantasy basketball team. I feel like... You oh,
0: shut the <laughs> hell up. If we had a producer, we would make sure that... That things are done right. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got, I have Lamelo Ball, Jalen Green, Jimmy Butler, Robert Williams III, Mo Bamba, James Harden, Michael Bridges, Andrew Wiggins, De'Anthony Melton, Melton, Kristaps Porzingis, Isaiah Stewart, and Marvin Bagley III. And I have uh, this new guy picked up, um, Chuma Okeke. Who? Chuma O'Keki.
1: Okay. I don't know who that is. I've never
0: heard of him in my entire life. He plays. He plays for the 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 Magic. Okay. And right. he's starting in. He's starting for a couple of games. I gotta get him out of here after one game. He's playing tonight. He sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
0: still, you're still rostering
1: him. <laughs> I mean, I I
0: picked him up for one game just to get into just to beat the, my first round op- opponent. But I'm already losing tonight's matchup
1: okay. badly.
0: All right. So, so it's the guy I'm going up against. Check this out. He's got Devin Booker, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, um, Laurie Markin, and OG Inobi, uh Mo- Evan Mobley, PJ Washington, Kevin Love, John Morant, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Edwards. Loaded team. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good,
1: dra- good draft there. I would say.
0: Yeah. What um, the shit. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to lose so bad. And you know what sucks? Because this is like a friend's week from Jersey, right? And yeah. oh, the the guy that won our NFL fantasy league is the guy that I'm up against in our NBA fantasy league. Oh, not there. So he has a chance to do a sweep, like a grand slam. We have a grand slam, you know, type of deal where we do uh, we do baseball. Uh, we did baseball last year, but this year we didn't do But we usually do baseball. Football and then basketball. Okay.
1: Cool, man. But you know what? You guys should do is a slap bet for the for whoever wins should get to slap the shit out of somebody on the. We should or, really. Yeah, slap bets are always fun. I think we're going to do one on the show when something approaches us that we can actually slap it on. So, pretty excited uh, for that. You guys can hear it. It'll be the slap heard around the podcast world. Uh, unlike. Uh, Uh, You know, never mind. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The beer's clearly getting to me. and
0: um, And This is why we need a producer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers now. Let's go. I got thrown by your fantasy basketball talk because I wasn't expecting to dive into a a full-blown fantasy basketball talk, so I'm a little thrown here. I got a little taken off guard, uh, so we're going to power through here. Um, The Lakers are in the 10th seed spot right now. They have eight games left. I don't know when they're going to get Anthony Davis back, um, but here are their eight games that they have coming up. They're only a game up on the San Antonio Spurs, so I am not entirely sure that they are going to make the playoffs, even even the play playing tournament. Here's their next eight games at Dallas to New Orleans versus Denver at Phoenix at Golden State. Versus Oklahoma City at Denver.
0: Yeah, I don't see them getting into the playing tournament, bro.
1: They they would have to hypothetically in these final eight games. I think they got to go five and three to have a shot. To have a shot at at the mm. at the tenth at the nine or ten seed. It really
0: depends on what the Spurs schedule is too, because they're only well, a game behind. Think,
1: Let's take a, let's take a look at the Spurs schedule because we know that they're they're probably going to lose to Dallas tomorrow night because they're not going to have LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Okay, they will likely lose. They maybe beat New Orleans, but they just
0: lost to New Orleans and blew a twenty-seven point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I don't think so. Again, I still don't think so. And maybe. that's mind you, that's yeah. three games in, and you're hoping Anthony Davis is back by then, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe they beat Denver, but they're probably not beating Phoenix. They're probably not beating Golden State, or maybe Golden State rests people. They've already got a spot locked up, so Golden State maybe doesn't care. They probably beat Oklahoma City, but Denver is also – Denver's trying to improve their spot. Denver's not going to take
0: this lightly. Correct. I think Denver walks away with wins on both games against the Lakers.
1: Denver's in the sixty. Denver's trying to stay out of the play-in tournament. Correct. So they're not gonna they're not gonna take that easy, but San Antonio here's San Antonio's final eight games here, okay? Or final whatever few games, okay? They're playing at Houston today, okay? Yep. Then it's versus Memphis, then back to back versus Portland, then at Denver, at Minnesota versus Golden State on April ninth, at Dallas. Now that game against Golden State on April ninth I would be surprised if Golden State's already got a, a top three seed locked up. Exactly.
0: There. So, they're going to rest. I think Dallas is also going to rest.
1: Probably. You Portland. know,
0: they have some rest. Portland's trash. They, they, those are winnable games.
1: Exactly. And if if, if, if uh, San Antonio, they beat Houston, even if they lose
0: to Memphis, they beat Portland. They have to play Memphis. But mind you, they have to play Memphis without John Morant.
1: Oh, what happened to John Moran, I don't think he's—he's
0: oh. he's injured. His—he tweaked his knee.
1: Okay. Okay. And they're not
0: going to risk it. They're sitting. I think they—they're sitting comfortable where they're at at two, I believe, right? Oh no, yeah, sorry, three.
1: And I don't know if they have that two seed locked up, but the, the, I don't think I don't think
0: Memphis cares as long as they get a top three seed. Yeah, and I and you know what they don't want to risk John not being able to play in the playoffs by playing him at the end of the season. Right. Exactly. So that is
1: that. That is San Antonio. Then the other team that's ahead of L.A. right now in the ninth seed, New Orleans, their last schedule is as follows. They're at Portland, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, at Sacramento, versus Portland, at Memphis on April 9th, and then versus Golden State on April 10th.
0: Dude, they have the easiest schedule of all three. See? They
1: do. They do because Sacramento and Portland – And the Lakers. The
0: Lakers are trash too, mind you. Those are yeah. winnable games for the Pelicans. So I would add that onto the list.
1: That should at least be four wins there. It should be. Right? And, and then you have
0: restable restable teams in the, in, in the future, like Golden State at the end of the, year, end, uh, end of the season. But yeah, so, the last
1: game of the season, April 10th, I doubt Golden State's going to play anybody.
0: Right. So, I mean, I think they have the, the easiest schedule of all of them. What the Lakers needed to do is they needed to beat the Pelicans when they matched up last with them. Yeah, that's what they really need.
1: They did. They really did. And I don't know. The Lakers at thirty-one and forty-three. Even if they make the playoffs, they're not going anywhere.
0: They're just they're they're just yeah, not. They're, they're really not. They're they're not. I mean, I just think they're too old, too hobbled at this point. You know, um, even if Anthony Davis comes back, like fine, if he's that much of a game changer, let's see if he can be healthy, right? What if he tweaks his ankle or knee again, and then all of a sudden everything comes out again?
1: So let let me add, and I feel like the East, now the West has, I would say the West's top three teams are probably better than most, than a lot of the teams in the East. But I feel like top to bottom, the East is better. If you look at the playoff standings, the Cavs are in the seventh, seed with the 41-33 and 33 record. Then the Charlotte Hornets are at 8 at 39-36. The Nets are at 9 at 39-36. And the Atlanta Hawks are at 37-37 and 37 at 10. Meanwhile, seeds 8, 9, and 10 in the Western Conference.
0: It's like it flipped almost. Like, East and West yeah. kind of flipped a little bit, right? Like, yeah. over the past couple of years?
1: I feel like, yeah. And then, so in this loaded Eastern Conference, who, tell me, who's Who do you think is the favorite to make it to the finals
0: out of the East? See, you know, I, I, I really had high hopes for Miami, but like for some reason they've been just burning themselves down the stretch these last couple of games. They lost to the Knicks, you know, um, they had a couple of ugly losses and had a couple of flare ups on the bench with Jimmy Butler, Spo, you know, and Haslam. But like, I don't know, uh, 76ers, I don't trust anything that they're doing. They're so fluky, you know, they could lose to, like, a bottom eight seed or something like that, you know. Um, I think the Bucks still are the one of the stronger teams, right, um, in the East. If, if, uh, this is a big if, because these guys lost to to, to the Hornets, you know, uh, the Nets, you know, if they're able to run 100% full throttle, right, and get out of the first, like, two rounds and, like, catch momentum type of stuff, right? Then I could see something kind of materializing in that sense where an underdog makes it far or, or I don't know, maybe it's the semifinals. I don't know. It could it, it could be the conference finals as well, right? Yeah. But who knows? It all depends. Now that, you know, New York City has has uplifted their vaccination uh, mandates, Harry Irving can play at home games. He can. Um, and they I'm, still need more they still need more like time on court together. People don't can. realize this. Like, yeah, they lost to the Hornets, uh, but you know, this team still needs all that time of playing together. You know. They've had you know, they've had like spurts of togetherness. Now Matt, mind you, if this James Harden trade never even happened and James Harden was still on this team with Kyrie Irving now. I say they make a, a, like, you know, a a power move to move up, you know, the rankings. Yeah. So I think the Nets kind of lost out in that sense because this was the year for them to make that push. And Ben Simmons hasn't even played.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I'll be honest with you, though, I don't really care about Ben Simmons. I still think this team is going to make a run. Um, I believe that the Heat and the Celtics don't want any of that smoke uh, if Brooklyn makes the playoffs as a seven or eight seed, if they win, if they go into the playing tournament, let's say they go into the if everything holds true now, let's say they go into the play-in tournament as number nine seed, they can't lose their first game, which would be against the Charlotte Hornets.
0: I, and I don't think they. And do. I don't see it happening either. I'll be honest with you, it's a do or die game. Everyone, all, everyone is, is going to show up for that for that net squad. You know.
1: And then if they make it past that game, then they would get the winner of Cleveland-Atlanta. and then So they have the opportunity to go as high as the number seven seed. I don't think
0: Miami, as good as they are, wants to see Brooklyn in the first round. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. It, it, again, all cylinders firing, right? And with the chance, mind you, there's eight games left. Steve Nash said that Ben Simmons may join for the last three games of the season. Who knows? It, you could see a completely different net squad in the playoffs. The one that's defensive-minded. Correct, which yeah. is what they've been lacking the entire year. The entire year, they've had zero defense, and that's been their game plan since day one. When Even when they had James Harden, it was score that team no matter who shows up to play. I don't right. care if the Bucks show up. I don't care if the Suns show up. I don't care if any team, whatever team shows up, we just need to outscore them. They had guys to do that, right? But now you don't have James Harden. But look, if Ben Simmons comes back and he comes back healthy, and he's able to pick up, lock up wings, point guards, oh, man. All You're of a sudden, f- Brooklyn f- has, like, 20-point leads on, on, on like, the Bucks and, and, you know, on higher-seeded teams.
1: Even if he only averages, like, 12 or 13
0: points. I they don't even care about the points. He's going to rack up double-digit assists 100%. He's mm-hmm. going to grab 8, 9 rebounds, maybe even 10 rebounds, definitely 110%. Yeah. I don't care if he drops six points. He's going to throw in two steals and one block. Yep. And he's going to lock up the best, you know, point guard, whoever it is that's leading out, and be it Lamelo Ball, for that matter, right? Or or James Harden, which and, I can't. Or worry. James Harden, for that matter, and he can do that. He has the flexibility or, as a six ten point guard to be able to do that.
1: Or if they play Boston, if they play Boston, he can he'll, lock
0: up, he'll lock up Tatum, or he'll lock up, or he'll have to lock up Brown. Either one of those two.
1: Yeah. It'll work but out. The Celtics were dealt a big blow with Robert Williams. Injury.
0: Huge, huge, and I'm telling you from fantasy perspective because I had him all year. This guy was monster for blocks and rebounds, and he was uh, he's a double double machine whenever he played, right? How, uh,
1: how he's not coming back for the playoffs he tore. No, the- no,
0: a I meniscus tear, man. I, I think he's out for for a while now. You know.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. He's- Unless
0: it's a partial tear and they can say he's back in like three or four weeks. That's if. Uh, the Celtics got out of their first round matchup. Maybe Robert Williams might come back. Well, they're saying that he
1: might. and That he it requires surgery. And honestly, on the meniscus. Now I torn my yeah,
0: know. Yeah, it's it, you, you don't come back that quick.
1: It was for me. It was
0: six to eight weeks before I could do anything physical on it. So six cut that weeks. time in half for athletes because they have like top tier, you know, uh, physicians and therapists and everybody else and. Around the clock, you know, uh, you know, upkeep from the Celtics but not side. In
1: basketball, because who was it that sat out the entire year with a meniscus
0: tear? No, no, no. So there's two types of meniscus. when you have a meniscus. It was Derek Rose sat out the whole year, but no. uh, but anyways, but meniscus tears. There's two two ways about it. You can remove the meniscus com- completely, or you yeah. can repair it and then let it heal. So he has to see what t- what, he, what type of surgery he's going to get. I still don't see him coming back to the playoffs. To be honest with you. It's going to be Grant Williams. It's going to be Daniel uh, Tice. Um And it's going to be it's going to be tough. I yeah. think it's going to be tough for the Celtics. Big blow think, for them. I think so too. Um, I'm on the sure. defensive end too because you have for them it's it's Robert Williams manning the inside. You have Marcus Smart on the outside, and you have Brown on the outside. Lengthy wings, lengthy uh, guards. Uh, yeah. Sucks.
1: But it also depends on the matchups, right? Because styles make fights, as I always say. And let's say let's say things hold somewhat similar to what we have now. Let's say the Celtics face well, getting drawing the Nets in the first round right now for the Celtics would be absolutely devastating. But then let's say they make it past the Nets. Then the next round possibly waiting for them is the 76ers or the Bulls. And the 76ers with Embiid, I think, is also a bad matchup for the Celtics. So if I'm I'm the Celtics, maybe we need to lose a couple games and drop to that two or three seed. Because I think what awaits them there is a lot better than what is currently awaiting them as the number one seed. And it's crazy to say. No, I agree. Two or three seed spot is a lot better looking than it is in the number one spot. But uh, I agree. uh, uh, we are going to go on to uh, our final segment of the day. we got about, oh, about 11 and a half minutes to go. The time is flying by. So, let's uh, – let's. Th- we all know that the ASC is the stacked division, okay, or the stacked conference. But give me – we we've, now that everything's settled down. We still have the draft to go, but the free agents have signed – Give me your power rankings for the AFC. Just give me – or if you want me to go first, I can go first.
0: Yeah, you go first.
1: Let's do a top five for the AFC. Okay. We'll just go top five. And at number five, I have the – where's my sound effects? I hate this. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) At number five, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. (laughs) Number four, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Number three, I have for you the, oh, God, Indianapolis Colts. Number two, I have the, uh, no, I don't think that. Number two, we got the Baltimore Ravens. Number one, I have the Buffalo Bills. So, to recap, we have the Chargers, the Bengals, the Colts, the Ravens, and the Bills. No Chiefs. I think no Chiefs, huh? The Giants step back this year. Okay, they have to play the Raiders, who are who are, are going to be tough. They got to play the Chargers, who are going to be tough, and they got to play the Broncos, who are going to be very tough. Six times—that's six games right there. Then, if you look at the Chiefs' upcoming—if you look at the Chiefs' upcoming schedule, fans those fans their own division, right? Because I don't think they're going to go four and two or five and one in their division. I just I just don't see it. So, if you look, let's say they go three and three, okay? Then, and I would say to make it to the playoffs out of that division, they got to get to at least 10 or 11 wins, okay? So Kansas City also has on their schedule, they got to play at Arizona, they got to play at Indianapolis, they got to play Tennessee, they got to play the Titans, they got to play the Rams, and they got to play the Bengals and the 49ers and the Bills and Tampa Bay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So no, I, I pretty much agree with your your, your rankings. I would probably – the only difference is I would drop the Ravens and the Colts a little bit lower okay. and probably bump up Bengals and I would bump up the Chargers.
1: Yeah. You know, and respectfully. and I, I, I can't disagree with you there. I, I think the Ravens made some really good moves, and they were beasts by injuries, and they were still the number one seed until Lamar Jackson got hurt.
0: No, yeah. I know. And, and this year they, they plan on doing a whole different strategy when it comes to uh, practice, right? So yeah. to avoid injuries and to be more mindful of that. So I, I, I see that, but I don't see that like a, an astronomical jump to that top three position.
1: The, and the only reason I say that is they also get to play a
0: fourth place schedule.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, their division's tough with with games against the Browns and the Steelers and the Bengals. That that won't be a cakewalk. But then they get to play the Dolphins, who might be good. I don't I don't know how good. They made some big moves, but they still have Tua as their quarterback. Then they have to play Atlanta and Carolina and the Jets and the Jaguars and the Giants. They, they're, the schedule sets up to where I think they could win eleven or twelve games this
0: season. No, it's possible. I, I, I definitely, I, I have to agree with you on that. But I think the, the, uh, um, the, the, the rankings that you had were pretty accurate. You know, I think like the Colts still have a, a run game, a solid, solid run game, solid pass protection. Now you have uh, a historically accurate quarterback. Uh, you don't have Carson Wentz who was erratic, and you don't have Philip Rivers who was on his tail end of his career, even yeah. though he he, he Philip Rivers was way better than Carson Wentz, right? Um, yeah, Matt Ryan's going to be better than both of them, I think. You know, um,
1: and if, you, if you look at Matt Ryan's stats, tell me other than Kyle Pitt, who did Matt Ryan have to throw
0: to? Nobody, like? Justin Gage, I would Just, say. Uh, you know,
1: Gage and. Uh... Uh, some other no-names with uh, Calvin Ridley basically taking off at 7 and saying he didn't want to play yep. him. Yep. So Matt Stafford last year – or not Matthew Stafford, sorry, Matthew Ryan at age 36 last year, still threw for 20 touchdown passes, had 12 interceptions, still completed nearly 68% of his passes, and almost threw for 4,000 yards without having any weapons. Right. Now you're, and, and he didn't have a run game. Like, I mean, he yeah, had he had
0: – so he had – yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, so now you're giving Jonathan Taylor. Now you're giving to Michael Pittman, and whoever else the Colts add in the offseason. season, in the draft. Oh no, and
0: they have some hidden gems too. They have Zach Pascal. They have they still <laughs> tail end of T Y Hilton if he sticks around for one more year, which is not bad. It's a decoy at this point. Who cares? You know, T Y might catch four touchdowns, but it's okay. He's that he's like the Larry Fitz of that team. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, Pascal's on the Eagles now.
0: He doesn't play for the Colts anymore. Ty Hilton?
1: No, Zach Pascal. Oh, he's on the oh, he's on the Eagles now.
0: Oh crap! All right, well, you still have Ty Hilton. You know,
1: Dueling. You got Kiki Kute, who I you, honestly
0: yeah, I, he was again sleeper.
1: Yeah, and Pittman's a great number one. Yeah, he's a. I, I would yeah. say Pittman's on par with Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I I, yeah,
0: I yep have to agree. Have to, he's kind of solidified his position last year. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right,
1: so now uh, we're rounding down. Hey,
0: last thing, hold on. Okay, Matt Ryan also likes receiving running backs. They have, uh, they still have uh, uh, Naeem Hines.
1: Uh, Najee Harris.
0: Najee Harris. They have Naeem Hines. Uh, Naeem Hines.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Yes. 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 And Jonathan
1: Taylor can catch the ball in the backfield.
0: Correct. Too. Absolutely. But I don't think they're gonna they're gonna do the same thing and not not really overwork him the way like McCaffrey was overworked. Yeah, they'll be smart about. It. They don't want to give
1: him twenty, twenty-five, thirty touches every game. Right, day. and
0: you know what? Even though Indy's in O line's way better than the Panthers' O line. You know? Sure,
1: hundred percent. And that's a. Let's be honest with you. The reason I also put the Colts there at three is because they play in a
0: terrible division. Yeah. Now you have Marcus. Marcus Mariota going to be running for his life.
1: that Hi, like, O
0: line, he's literally going to be running for his life.
1: And Matt Ryan gets to come in there. Matt Ryan is now de facto. He's the best quarterback in that in that division right now. I, yeah, I,
0: mean, I have to agree, yeah. yep.
1: At, at this stage, I know Trevor Lawrence long-term you're, is a buy over Matt Ryan. But right now, heading into this season, so Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, and Davis Mills or whoever the fuck Houston trots out there, Matt Ryan's the best of the bunch.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's in the best position to win. And these divisional games that are so winnable, right?
1: Yeah, and I, I think Tennessee's going to take it this year too. I, in fact, I don't think Tennessee makes the playoffs this year.
0: I think Derrick Henry's regression is he finally here. Yeah?
1: I think yeah, I think Derrick Henry's going to be banged up this year.
0: I think Ryan Tannehill was kind of
1: exposed last year in a lot of games, so I think teams are going to know how to defend him. Uh, they lost Julio Jones because they released him. They got AJ Brown there, but I I think the Titans the Titans will probably still have a winning record. But I don't I think the South is going to be one of those one playoff divisions. I think the North and the West are going to be sending multiple teams, and, and I I just I don't see
0: multiple teams coming out of out of the other divisions. No, hundred percent, definitely agree, bro. Hundred percent.
1: Uh, so, real quick, we got uh, some – I, I want to do the local
0: local corner. We were supposed to have a little bit
1: more time to discuss it. So, I'll make the local Cincinnati segment short. Um, and, and, really, the Reds are in a full-blown fire sale, so I'm not really excited for baseball season because they are clearly uh, dropping cash flow and, and, and trying to get low payroll. But the Bengals coming off a Super Bowl run, Now there's talk about Tyron Matthew signing for the Bengals as a free agent on a a smaller deal. He's told the Steelers, apparently, that uh, he's not interested in signing with them, uh, and he's narrowed his list down to the Saints, the Bengals, and the Packers. So uh, quite possibly, man, the Bengals could be adding Tyron Matthew. Uh, They are now, uh, from what I'm hearing, looking to add depth in the draft. Uh, that offensive line after the moves they made in the offseason is not priority as far as a first-round pick. They might address other needs there. I'm hearing possibly a cornerback there or maybe even an edge rusher if someone falls. Uh, you know, and they'll certainly look at offensive line, but from what I'm hearing, uh, the Bengals are looking to address the offensive line maybe in uh Second and third rounds to add some depth behind current guys, but they feel pretty happy with the all season moves.
0: Uh,
1: so I don't know, man. The Bengals could have a big draft. Um, I'm hearing they might also look to add another wide receiver in, in middle rounds, um, probably preparing for I think Tyler Boyd's on the last year of his contract. So maybe preparing to replace him. Uh, they need some depth at wide receiver. They lost Auden Tate, uh, so you know, especially if like or jamar chase or tyler boyd they need some depth there so i I really think the Bengals are going to use the draft to address some depth concerns but they they could be stacked going into the year so it's going to be curious to see what happens there man uh but that's the local corner uh i know we're running out of time and it's okay if we go a little bit over but I, i wanted to ask you sam real quick uh detroit getting announced for the 2024 nfl draft how do you feel about that
0: I mean, they're also doing the Hard Knocks. Do Hard Knocks. What is appealing? That's, I don't know.
1: But that's the thing is, like, with the Hard Knocks, though, usually it's, like, an off-season team that that, that got a lot of new additions or there's some drama or maybe a, a different coaching staff or maybe in a battled coaching staff. Like, there's storylines. There's nobody on Detroit's team right now. Like, who – is drawing viewers that's like, Man, I wanna watch hard knocks. Like Detroit I feel like is the most is going to be the most boring hard knocks we've seen ever.
0: I have to agree.
1: Okay. All right, that's all you got? That's all that's all you want to add there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We just have to agree. That's it. That's all.
0: You still there, or did you drop again? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, I'm yep, yep. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we
1: will wrap things up. It's been a great Monday. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to be back Friday, uh, as long as everything works out. Uh, we should be back Friday with a new episode. Uh, probably, you know, Friday will be a big episode, Sam, because it's the it's the week, it's the day before the Final Four, and it's also the day before WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about on Friday.
0: Yep. Sounds good, Mike.
1: All right. Okay. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Bye guys.